0: What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hans free shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. Bill Belichick is
1: unemployed. What? We are Unsportsmanlike on, on ESPN Radio, ESPN, you... Presented by Progressive Insurance. Tune in to NBA action tomorrow night. Nuggets and the Sixers, Embiid and Jokic. Presented by Indeed. Coverage begins 5 p.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. By the way, the Nuggets get crushed by the Knicks last night. Celtics crushed Miami last night. And the All-Star starters were announced in the NBA. Dame, Halliburton, Tatum, Giannis, and Embiid in the East. Uh, Shea Gildas-Alexander, Luka, Kevin Durant, LeBron James, Nikola Jokic in the West. Pretty surprising that Dame gets the nod in the Eastern Conference over Jalen Brunson or Donovan Mitchell. Fan vote a a large part of it. And in the West, Steph Curry somehow did not win a fan vote, which I don't understand for the life of me. Shout out to Canada, which I'm going to assume stepped up big for SGA in that last one, uh, that last vote over the last 24 to 48 hours. Remember, they they had the big push years ago. They said from Canada with Wiggins when he became a starter. But I'm shocked that Steph is not a starter in the All-Star game. Yeah,
2: because of his popularity across the league. But if you look at what SGA has done, not just this season with the last couple of years you can understand why momentum was trending this direction like sga Mm -hmm. is a first team all nba type of talent that's how good this dude is but it's a popularity and now everybody is start but he's popular now he's been moving it's been moving in that way though yeah like he's going in that way one of the most fashionable guys in the nba and we know how big that is with people in gen z so i mean like that's that's the direction that SGA is trending in. I think it's just a shock for all of us because
1: Steph is an all-time great top 10 in everybody's book. Yes. And uh, LeBron gets his 20th all-star appearance. That's Amazing. wild Passes to me. his Kareem.
3: 22 decades as an all-star. I don't know how people can hate this guy. For somebody who is dubbed the chosen one when you're in high school, he has met and exceeded the billing. He has been... So, what? Why are you laughing? I know you can't say that.
1: No, when you say he's someone who was dubbed the chosen one, he dubbed himself the chosen what? one.
3: <laughs> Whether no, he did was or not. He tattooed it on himself, no. but I don't know the He's which, on the cover what, of what Sports Illustrated, Illustrated said as first. the chosen yeah, one. The chosen he one. has met and exceeded every single expectation that was laid out before him. How many people do we say coming that out of college agree with. or high school is going to be the next big thing, and they are not?
1: That I, absol- that I will never, ever, ever shy away from what you just said. There may never be in our lifetime or ever have been an athlete that was supposed to be this that is this more than LeBron James. Never. Tiger would be the only other one. Right? On the Tonight Show when he was three years old and everybody hyping him up as a kid and then living up to that hype, obviously, we've never seen someone live up to the expectations like this. <sighs> well, yeah, but tar- it's not
2: just the expectations. It's the comparison to Michael Jordan. Yes. Because that's what everybody said. Yes. Like, this is going to be the next Michael Jordan. And how often have we heard that with other young phenoms in basketball, and none of them even come close. This dude quite literally came the closest. He's number two all time mm-hmm. by everybody's yeah, standard. I agree.
3: Yeah, and, and not to take anything away from Tiger, because That's hard to he do. is <laughs> just out of this world. But there was a dip in Tiger's greatness. Yeah. LeBron has been consistent his entire career.
1: Yeah, 20th All-Star game, and he will be a starter coming up in Indiana uh, in a few weeks. And obviously Mm. uh, Tyrese Halliburton gets the home court start as well, deservedly so. He's been awesome this season. All right, Uh, coaching news yesterday in the NFL – we saw Raheem Morris get the Atlanta job. Raheem Morris, and again, I'm going to do this every which way I can because I want to try to separate the conversations because I do not want, in any way, shape, or form, anyone to confuse our conversation about, about Bill Belichick as we don't think Raheem Morris deserves the head coaching spot with the Atlanta Falcons because he does. He's their former interim coach. He's been a head coach in the NFL with Tampa Bay. wasn't great, 17 and 31. But three years of head coaching experience, we talk all the time about some jobs shouldn't be your first job. This is not his first job. He was a longtime defensive guy. He brilliantly transitioned to work on the offensive side of the ball for a little bit to see both sides of it, which was great, I think. Ended up coaching with Sean McVay with the Rams and is now the head coach of the Atlanta Falcons yet again. He was interim coach a couple of years ago, extremely well-earned and deserved There is no argument, I'm sorry, for anyone who wants to make it, you're just wrong against Raheem Morris being a head coach in the NFL again. Does that mean he's going to be a Hall of Famer? No. It just means he has a resume and a personality that garnered him this position. Period. End of sentence. New conversation. Bill Belichick's unemployed. How and why?
3: Well, what do you want first? The how or the why?
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes, is what I want. Well, the
3: the how, I think, is because it has to be the perfect fit for both parties. There are certain openings that Bill Belichick would not have entertained. He's not going to Carolina, Mm-mm. right? That is not a project that I think he wants to take on. Or, frankly, an environment I think he'd mesh well in. Having an owner that's that involved in David Tepper. I also think... He has to have a certain love. Why are you laughing?
2: No, because I know what David Tepper keeps on his desk. There's something that's bronzed. It's a part of the human anatomy. And Um, I'm pretty sure that Belichick walking into a meeting with that is probably not going to respond well.
1: Do you understand where people mentally are going to go with this, what you just set up here? Should we go there? That's what it is, though.
3: Oh. In bronze?
1: Yeah. Yeah. But we, I I have know,
2: a lot, hold a, on, uh, no, no, no. That's an aside to the side. I'm just telling you.
3: <laughs> I have a lot of questions that I need answered you, you, in the. Commercial. You guys
1: missed that one. Oh, I didn't. Wait a minute. Yeah. So what am I googling? No. David Tepper bronze.
3: Uh, Google it. Is that a work? computer uh, yeah, I don't. I don't
1: know if you want to Google it or to work. Oh, uh, we work, don't have cameras uh, work behind network.
3: me. <laughs> that's a risk oh I'm, my, not I'm not, I'm not
1: willing that. to take. I'm not willing to take. I gotta way. be honest. I'm not doing it. It's not the part that I thought, but it's near it. Yeah, that, <laughs> that's what I tried to tell you. Now imagine Bill Belichick walking into a meeting and
2: that sitting on the desk.
1: <laughs> this is interesting. Didn't see this one uh did you, I don't
2: know how you guys missed that one. Yeah, I don't know.
3: Maybe I blocked it out. <laughs> I don't know how you purposely.
1: missed that. <laughs> let's let's not do this the smalls. Just look at me. How did I miss this? It's not fair to put this on her because what it is, she should miss. And this one, this is horrible. <laughs> but like you said, it's not an environment that Bill Belichick. I don't think
3: he'd thrive, is, is, now. Is let's thrive just, there. Let's let's yep, just uh, get go. this back on track here. Also, I think that when Bill Belichick comes into an organization, you have to make wide sweeping changes because he is going to have to construct the situation around him and the manner in which he chooses, which means you're giving him a lot of power and control that you might not want to give. You're probably going to have to fire people, Mm -hmm. which is really uncomfortable. And you're doing so under the assumption that you're not going to have him for a long period of time. That's a lot of upheaval for something that might not be a sure thing from a guy who yes, has an an almost impeccable resume but for the past couple years has not had a lot of success doing it his way it's a lot of bargaining and a lot of justifying that you have to do to bring bill belichick in and a a lot of guts you have to have frankly despite him having you know one of the greatest resumes of all time yeah it sounds
2: like bill belichick didn't want to have any checks and balances with his destinations of choice and so based on what we've seen in the post tom brady era the four years that he didn't have the greatest quarterback of all time it hasn't been great like we we've outlined the resume i mean he's had 3 of the last 4 years be losing seasons only one playoff appearance i think it's been 5 years since his last playoff win mm. he's had 40 draft draft picks and only one pro bowl appearance out of those 40 players that they've drafted it hasn't gone well for Bill Belichick. And then you look at the development of Matt Jones, or or lack thereof, and him hiring Matt Patricia, a defensive coordinator, to be the OC in pivotal year two for your quarterback, having Joe Judge, a failed head coach, former special teams and wide receiver coach, be the quarterback coach for Matt Jones. And then the coup de grace is jettisoning Tom Brady because you didn't think he could play, and then Tom going down to Tampa and winning a Super Bowl. All of those things – Give cause for pause, which is why I don't think a franchise was in a hurry to hand over the keys to Bill Belichick. And based on all of the reports, it feels like he wasn't going to have it any other way if he was forced to coach outside of New England. And I think that's where where the holdup is in terms of the Falcons moving forward with him, but also other teams being interested in him.
1: Yeah, I think what's going to end up happening here, if I had to bet a dollar on this, whether it's now or later. Well, you can. We do have a jar. Okay, so I'll bet a dollar on this. Uh, He's going to end up with the job that he's going to really want, not kind of want, because I think this is going to end up in a place where, whether it's now or later, somebody is going to say, wait a minute, what are we doing? Like, we're just going to let this guy sit out there when a year from now, if we're not successful, we're going to go to him anyway. Why not just get the head start on this? And if it, maybe it's not now, maybe it's a year from now, but there will be a team, whether it's. Dallas, Philly, mm-hmm. Miami, Buffalo, Jacksonville, uh, New Orleans, teams that think Chicago, mm-hmm. teams that think we're, we're not that far away. Let's just get him now. And who cares if he's not here for the long no, haul? Because we have to win now. I
3: think you're wrong. I think this is the end. And I think it's sad. I, I did not forecast this. I did not see.
1: So are we betting a dollar against each other then I on will, this?
3: I, if he doesn't have so, a job at the end of this coaching cycle. Okay,
1: so you're waiting on the bet then. So it's got to be after, like, so Seattle and Washington are Once filled. Every
3: job is filled. If Bill Belichick does not have a job, I think it's the end. And
1: wait, those two because we always have, not always, we have had the later in the process. Wait, that just randomly opened. So I'm, I get those. You don't get those. You have to go to it after Seattle and Washington. Meaning, if Andy Reid were to walk away and Belichick gets the job, I win the bet.
3: Well, that's different.
1: But I win the bet on okay, that, right? Okay, that's fine. You
3: can have it. You can yeah. have it if Andy Reid walks away.
1: But <laughs> my whole point
3: here is, I don't think, well, I, first of all, I would be shocked If he didn't have a job, like I'm, I'm shocked by the way that this is all playing out Right, because even despite him needing a certain amount of power and the fit having to be right, he's still Bill Belichick. Think about how many times Belichick disciples have gotten opportunities. How many times has Josh McDaniels gotten head coaching jobs when he doesn't have nearly the amount of success at that position that Bill Belichick does. I just did not ever see in this game of musical chairs, him being the one left without a seat, but if he doesn't get a job now and he's going into his what age 72 he's, going to be 72 years old in April. I don't think that any of these other openings are all of a sudden going to be like, yeah, let's bring him in for a year because he's losing time. You think that Chicago, if they draft Caleb Williams, is going to say, let's bring in Bill Belichick for a couple years, for a year. They They want to develop him long term. You think in Philadelphia, Howie Roseman, who's gaining more power by the second, is going to give it up to that guy?
1: He may not have it anymore if this one doesn't work. But I have a question. I have a question. I just
3: don't think that the opportunity is going to exist that you think think there will be
1: when somebody puts out a resume what's the final thing on the resume they put i have no idea never Reference. fill out a resume how do you spell bentley uh references oh okay. references okay i, I don't know, so I, don't know. <laughs> I, haven't had, I haven't had a resume in years <laughs> but the final thing is you put you put your job you put your accomplishments the final thing is references right do you think that robert Kraft and jonathan Kraft, as references for belichick are giving him a good or a bad recommendation to their peers Think about that. We'll get to that next. It's on Sportsmanlike mm. on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance.
2: For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click
1: or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.
0: This is the Unsportsmanlike Podcast on ESPN Radio. Raheem Morris
1: in for the Falcons. Dave Canales, former Bucs OC in with Carolina. And we are Unsportsmanlike, presented by Progressive Insurance here on ESPN Radio. These teams ain't loyal,
2: man. These teams ain't loyal. No, they're not. These
1: teams ain't loyal.
2: These teams ain't NFL, not for long. Not for long. We're all just one day closer to them asking us to leave.
1: Yeah. That's it. He was making reference to the song there. Small song. I know. Okay, just making sure. nah, but he said she, coaches. She, she knows, knows, know. uh, knows uh, that. Co- is there a player you. you could think of? Obviously. Is there a player you could think of? I want to I get back to this Belichick craft question. That you look at this player and you say, if you coach him well and he's good, you're going to get a head coaching job. And if he's not good, you get fired more so than Baker Mayfield. Think about that. How many coaches did he get fired? Offensive coordinators and head coaches with the Browns. Mm-hmm. And he has one good season, and Dave Canales gets a head coaching job as a result. It's like, holy crap, you got him good. But then previously, it's like, well, how do you not get him good? It's it's such a weird dynamic there Mm -hmm. with Baker. Uh, Canales joins the uh, Panthers as their head coach. But now, the question I asked you guys before we get into the coaching uh, most to gain this weekend with some of these wins. Arthur Blank, owner of the Falcons. Any other owner out there? Calls Robert Kraft. And says, "Hey, I just want to know. You had Belichick for twenty years. Would you hire him if you were me? What does Robert Kraft say?"
2: I, I think it depends on the situation, and it's clear that the way they operated in New England became untenable. Like this, this wasn't just about you know Bill Belichick losing his touch as you know, a head coach or a general manager, I think a lot of it had to do with how he operated and how tense the environment was. And people don't want to work under those circumstances. Not anymore. That's not how you're going to attract the best and the brightest minds. That's why Bill Belichick is always recycling lieutenants that go other places and don't don't succeed as head coaches. They always come back. It's almost like coaching rehab, like Nick Saban had down at Alabama. It's like, oh, you failed as a as a head coach? Come on back. You can be the offensive coordinator. You can be the defensive coordinator. You can be the mm-hmm. special teams coach. I mean, that's what happened with Joe Judge. That's what happened with Josh McDaniels. Like, it happens. Matt Patricia the same. It happens with Bill Belichick's people. But there's a reason why those are the only people that have been willing to go back there and work. It, it, it's It's almost as if it's a situation where there's only going to be certain people that are willing to do that job Mm -hmm. with him because of the environment that he creates. And I think that level of intensity is something that has worked in the past, but it's not something that's going to allow you to have success in today's game because the personalities are different.
3: Agreed. I think if Robert Kraft was being a hundred percent truthful, he would say no. And despite having a lot of affection and admiration, respect for Bill Belichick and what they were able to build and accomplish together in New England, if Arthur Blank went to him and said, point blank, should I hire him? Is he the guy for the job? How can he with a straight face say yes? He wasn't the guy for you. He wasn't able to have success the past few years. And if I'm Robert Kraft, you thought that the messaging had reached the end of the road. You thought that he commanded too much power and it wasn't working. You thought that the results on the field weren't good enough. You thought that by drafting him and the development of him that he messed up the franchise quarterback position. How could I, in good faith, turn to somebody else and say, he wasn't good enough for me, but he'll be good enough for you?
2: Well, I mean, I... Is this like one of those situations, like, if if you're dating someone and you realize the personality fit just ain't there, but it might be for one of your friends, you're like, look... it's is a good person, this is a good girl, or this is a good guy. You know, it didn't work out for me, but don't, you, you should, might want it, to, could it be
3: that kind of situation with Bill Belichick? It what? Could it be? Have you ever been in this scenario? What, what do you Where mean? Where you were dating somebody and it wasn't a good personality fit, but you thought it'd be a fit with your friends?
2: Yes, I've been. I, I may have. Oh, been, nice. I may have been in that situation.
3: So it was. It was a true amicable parting of the ways, is what I'm getting at.
1: Yes, because okay, that's yes. what
3: they're pr- they're purporting it to be in New England. Is yes. that it was a a mutual parting this, this of ways. This is
1: taking an interesting turn. I, I would. No, like but, to, but, but you, you understand what I'm saying. That's yeah, analogy. I would like to go even further. Obviously, with this weird turn, I think <laughs> it's. I think it's more so when the example is better. Maybe in this regard. I'm dating someone. I want to be single. They want to get married. I have a friend that's ready to get married. They makes more sense together because personality traits make the same are the same, and they're both ready for that next step. Get
2: out of my head.
1: No. Now here's here's <laughs> exactly why. Because <laughs> I I think it's crazy. I think both of you are crazy. Talk with Belichick. I think your your you're anti Belichick is nuts. Your assessment of the coaches is crazy. Here's what it is. If look at it this way. If Jeffrey Lurie, the owner of the Eagles, had a job opening and he called Robert Kraft, should I hire Bill Belichick? In that spot, the answer is yes. Arthur Blank, Robert Kraft may say no, because you're not ready to win big. The Philadelphia Eagles have to get married, a.k.a. win a Super Bowl. They have to do it now. Who's the best person for you to marry to do that? It is Bill Belichick. The jobs that are available currently don't necessarily, both ways, Mm -mm. don't make sense for Belichick because they ain't getting ready to get married. They're still single.
3: So you're uh, under this arranged marriage hypothetical. You think that... Someone who wants the ultimate control in Bill Belichick and somebody who has more power by the day and has moved on from Doug Peterson and has, sh- has stripped power away from Nick Sirianni and Howie Roseman. You think that's going to be a good marriage? He Two ain't there. together?
1: See ya. Goodbye. Because okay, you, so you, he, he's not ready to get married. Cause he's, no, I'm saying, <laughs> he's saying if not ready we're talking about no, we're talking about the ownership, right? Yeah. If I'm Jeffrey Lurie and this and I got Sirianni for another year and it's a disaster like this again, guess what? Howie Roseman's took us is on is out the door too. Yeah. I'm sorry. You've been great to me forever. I trusted you on this one. We lost 6-7 to end the season. We lose 6-7 to start the season. You're both out of here because I got the greatest damn coach of all time who could walk in here and fix this. The reason that he wasn't able to fix New England, he picked the wrong quarterback. And that's it. This team was awesome defensively. They never gave up for him. And these teams, all of them that didn't hire him, are all lost as to what they're doing. There is nobody better at coaching football to winning Super Bowls than this guy ever and someone is going to go out there with a brain and realize he's going to win us the super bowl he's going to do it again i guarantee you
3: but resume is different than reality and in real time it has not been great
1: he picked the wrong quarterback that's it he picked mac jones if he had anyone competent at quarterback. But, 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 but I guess, okay, so okay, he picked, you're
2: saying he picked the wrong quarterback. Yes. Who's the guy that he picked that you can hold up and say, hey, man, he found an all-pro player? It, a non-quarterback? In the last
1: four years. Oh, my Tom, God. Since Tom Brady left. Okay, Christian Gonzalez. He's not an all-pro. Op- he, he didn't finish. He got hurt. hurt. Okay. Christian so he, Barmore is going to be a top-five defensive he tackle ain't made in the league. Pro, he ain't made a pro bowl. He's going to be a top-five defensive tackle in the league. Michael Wynn, was a top-five offensive lineman in the league at the right tackle position. He's who, awesome, who? Michael Wannu. Uh, this is the again, point you're again, asking he, me to he, name he, no he, name he, guys. Well, I'm just saying. Well, that, that Kyle Duggar's is a great safety. You know that he's
2: he's a good play. He's a good player, but I'm just saying, forty draft picks over the last four years, and you got one Pro Bowl appearance, one.
3: Like, like, I want to win on. Super Bowls, not on. Pro Bowls. But not yeah, only- but, that,
1: but that's important though, because we're talking about the head coach. So fine, go the to the Eagles, where place. they already have a million Pro Bowlers. Okay,
3: sure. But you said he picked the wrong guy in Mac Jones. Yes, he also moved on from the right guy not once, but tried to do it before twice. and So Tom Brady. did
1: craft. Kraft did, too. And, and, trusted- and I love Kraft, but now he's Teflon. We're not going crit- to be critical of him? No, but well, he you, trusted Bill
3: Belichick's assessment. He uh, picked uh, Belichick he, he, over Brady. Exactly.
2: That's exactly what
1: happened. Yeah. And so, he-
3: so he has to wear that, too, Evan, that not only did he get it wrong with Mac Jones, he got it wrong once and tried to do it prior with Tom Brady. He was wrong in assessing the quarterback position, not just with Mac Jones, but with Tom Brady as well. We cannot just absolve him of that. I read Seth Wickersham's book, too. I know that he wanted to move on from Tom Brady before it happened. And, And Brady moved things around and got to stay longer than Belichick wanted him to. And let's
2: also acknowledge the ceiling that Bill Belichick put on Tom Brady at the end of New England. Like, There's a reason why that team was bad. And we found out it wasn't Brady. It was the talent around him. And Tom is at a stage where he can no longer overcome the personnel mistakes that Bill Belichick had made.
1: The reality That's is, what happened. Okay, so again, I'm not fighting you on that part of it. But if you're walking into a ready-made system like Philly or Buffalo, you're telling me this guy's done? But if the guy is saying that I'm only going to take this job if I have personnel
2: control, if I'm the one that has final say over the roster, then if you're that franchise, do you want to hand him the keys after what you yes. just saw the last four years? Yes. Hell no. Because if Hell I'm, no. P- if if I'm the Pagoulas, if just, I'm not going to hand just him just in him in as a coach then I think that's okay. But based on the reports that we're hearing, that's not all it is.
1: I think that Buffalo and Philly, and you want to throw Dallas in there, fine. They're going to be... They're I'm going to not regress. giving them personnel control. Yeah, okay. So I'm going to say, you got to bring Pioli. You have to bring Scott Pioli, who has proven to be a good... I'm not giving him personnel control, it's, period. It's, but, these but teams just, are crazy to me.
3: I don't know. I just... I don't know how attractive it is right now to bring the whole old band back together and try to run it back with them. No, but at instead, this stage
1: in, in the game. Instead, in Vegas, I'm going to give Tom Telesco the job, who who hired Brandon Staley. No, I, I want him to. I want him to run my team. And Antonio Pierce now has that. We're on Sportsmanlike on ESPN Radio. But first. <laughs> sorry we were all worked up there cc has this from vivid seats he can go see his buddy antonio pierce in vegas play or coach excuse me with vivid seats
2: i don't have
1: vivid seats well it looks like you do uh it's somewhere around uh, here do i it watch? was the
4: same copy that you had at the six Uh-oh. o'clock oh, wow no no
1: really it's great go- job yeah, Nuno.
4: <laughs> great job by me well great vivid job. seats
1: is where obviously you can get all of your tickets uh for all of your needs whether it's sports whether it's concerts. They have everything. VividSeats.com. You go there right now. You're looking. You got Cat Williams on the front page for for obviously a comedy show. You got College Hoops up there as well. And of course, all of the games this weekend in the NFL with Vivid Seats. You can check off that bucket list with Vivid Seats. You're home for everything. Every tackle, slap shot, slam dunk. Vivid Seats celebrates fandom with the rewards, of course, that you get. Unbeatable rewards, free tickets, surprises, upgrade seats as well. And of course, annual birthday deals with Vivid Seats rewards. You earn purchases every single day from tip-off to the final buzzer. Vivid Seats is a great selection and great prices on all the 2024 games that matter to you. Just visit VividSeats.com or download the app today. Vivid Seats, the official ticketing partner of ESPN.
4: Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's l-e-c-t-r-i-c dot must be 21 plus and present in select states gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER terms and conditions apply see app for details
0: this is the unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN radio can he can he oh can't he? this is not hard hitting
2: analysis it's not that can he or can't he that is the question
3: it is time for Can He or Canty he here on Like I'm Michelle Smallman alongside Evan Cohen and Super Bowl champion Chris Canty. All right. As we head into the AFC and NFC Championship Games, CeCe, we have some Can or canties for you. Are you ready to go?
2: I am ready, Smalls.
3: All right. Can he or Canty, can Mahomes outplay Lamar Jackson?
2: I'm going to say he can, but I'm not going to say it with my chest just because Mahomes has the tougher of the two defenses that he has to face. That Baltimore Ravens defense is historically good. I mean, they were the triple crown winners this year. They led the league in scoring defense, total defense. I mean, you're talking about, well, they led the league in scoring defense, takeaways, and sacks. It's phenomenal. Roquan Smith. He's in the conversation for best non-quarterback in the NFL. That's how good he is. We don't talk about him a lot because he's an off-the-ball linebacker. He's not going to have big sack numbers or big interception numbers, but he is just that impactful in terms of his that defense being really, really effective and getting stopped. So I'm going to say he can outplay Lamar, But I wouldn't bet on it. That's how good that Baltimore Ravens defense is.
1: CC, explain difference off the ball versus on the ball when it comes to linebacker because obviously they're in the middle of the defense.
2: Yeah, so an on-the-ball linebacker is T.J. Watt. It's Michael Parsons. It's the guys that rush the passer, the guys that are out on the edge. Like, that is an on-the-ball linebacker. An off-the-ball linebacker is the position that Ray Lewis played. He's the middle linebacker. He's in the heart of it all. He's directing traffic. He's communicating between the defensive line and the secondary and Roquan Smith has orchestrated this defense better than any inside linebacker, off the ball linebacker that we've seen in the NFL over the last two years. This guy is absolutely phenomenal. Again, I'm not saying he's Ray Lewis, but he's not far off. But he's playing that, Ray Lewis' position that, on
1: that team. That's yeah. how
2: that's how good Roquan Smith is. Wow. It was it was a great trade by the Ravens. The second round pick and a hundred million dollars they gave him. It was absolutely a phenomenal deal. That's why Eric DeCosta should be in the conversation for executive of the year because of him being able to make that acquisition and Lamar Jackson. But, yes, I'm going to say Mahomes can do it because it's Pat Mahomes. But, again, it's a heavy lift considering the defense he's playing against.
1: All right, Kenny or Kenny, can Lamar Jackson throw for over one-and-a-half touchdowns?
2: I'm going to say he can. And the reason why is because of how much success the Buffalo Bills offense had rushing the football. The Ravens are the number one run game in all of the NFL in order for Steve Spagnola to stop that run game, he's going to have to drop extra defenders in the box. And Lamar finally has receivers that can consistently win one on one coverage. You got Odell Beckham. You got Zay Flowers. You may even have Mark Andrews that you got Isaiah Lockley, who's phenomenal receiving tight end. They're going to have some problems defending that Baltimore Ravens offense. I think Spags is going to start by trying to stop the run and contain Lamar. That means one-on-one coverage for those corners, Trent McDuffie and Lajarius Steed. And I got to think, if they consistently do that throughout the game, Lamar and those receivers are going to beat them at some point. So, yes, I'm going to say Lamar can throw for over one-and-a-half passing touchdowns.
3: Travis Kelsey, can he or can go over 62-and-a-half receiving yards?
2: I don't think he can. I'm going to say he can't. And the biggest reason why is because of Kyle Hamilton. I mean, this big nickel scheme that the Baltimore Ravens run with Marcus Williams and Geno Stone being the deep safeties and Kyle Hamilton being a nickel, that's going to put him in proximity close to the, you know, the action, close to Travis Kelsey. I get that Travis Kelsey averages 87 receiving yards a game against the Baltimore Ravens when he lines up to play them, but this is a different Ravens defense, and it's because of Roquan Smith, and it's because of Kyle Hamilton, who's an all-pro caliber player. So I think they hold Travis Kelsey in check. I mean, there's another thing that we got to note here: Travis Kelsey is not going back-to-back games with having a receiving touchdown this season. So I'm just, I'm just saying, this isn't the same version of Travis Kelsey, and you're talking about a much tougher task against this specific Baltimore Ravens defense. So I would fade Travis Kelsey in this game.
1: Kenny, your can'ty can Brock Purdy silence the critics with a win this weekend?
2: He can't silence him. No, not from my perspective because he's got to do more than what Jimmy Garoppolo did, which is winning a Super Bowl. And remember, 2019, Jimmy Garoppolo had a 10-point lead in the fourth quarter uh, against the Kansas City Chiefs in the big game, and, and they ended up losing it. So if you're in that situation when you're in the Super Bowl and Jimmy Gar- and uh, Brock Purdy wins it, then he would have done more than Jimmy Garoppolo and I'll finally give him flowers until that moment. I'm not going to buy into Brock. I'm still going to be critical of him. So I'm going to say he can't.
3: can he or can can Jared Goff throw for over 259 and a half passing yards?
2: I'm going to say he can, and it's not because he doesn't have the ability. I'm saying he can't because I don't think that's the path to victory for the Detroit Lions. I think they're going to run the ball, and they're going to run it some more, and they're going to run it some more. They are going to force that 49ers defensive front to stop the run, and specifically the outside runs, right? The crack tosses, um, those types of hardball, outside runs, zone extra, those types of things, they're going to force them to stop those types of runs because they struggled against the Green Bay Packers to stop those kind of runs. And this is a much more physical run game, a more physical offensive line, more physical running backs than what the Packers were bringing to the party. And I think that's going to be the big challenge for that 49ers defense, so I don't think it necessarily sets itself up for a big day for Jared Goff. I think he'll play well, but I don't think it's going to be a volume passing day. So that's why I would go with the under on 259 and a half passing yards for Goff.
1: Can or Canty, can Christian McCaffrey go over 128 and a half yards from scrimmage on Sunday against the Lions? He's going to have to.
2: In order for the 49ers to win, he's going to have to. So I'm going to say he can. It's not only him as a runner, but it's him as a receiver out of the backfield. It's just It's a, it's a hard matchup for anybody. And as much as I like Alex L- Anzalone and Jack Campbell, I don't think either one of them match up well against Christian McCaffrey. And if you have to put a safety on him, good luck, because that guy's not going to be able to stay with him from a physicality standpoint. Christian McCaffrey is the ultimate chess piece. We talk about tight ends a lot in that way, but Christian McCaffrey can line up in the backfield. He can line up in as a slot receiver. He can line up as a wide receiver, and this guy is outstanding at all three of those positions, all three of those phases. So I, I I think he has to go over 128 yards from scrimmage for the 49ers to have an opportunity to get this win and get to the Super Bowl. So I'm going to say he can go over
1: 128.5 yards from scrimmage. All right, last one here. Canny or Canty? Can he get Smalls and I tickets with our friends and family, etc., to the Justin Timberlake uh, tour that was just announced? Go ahead. Can he or can <laughs> he do that, Chris? Go ahead. Uh, yes, you will give that to us? <laughs> oh, that's so sweet. Canty's getting everybody JT tickets. He just said he can. Coming to New York in June. I got you for the lovers and friends in Las Vegas if you want to oh, go to that. Oh,
3: no. You that. I really want to go to my cousin's wedding.
2: That <laughs> <laughs> right, right, lineup is impeccable. Are you going? Huh? You're going to go? No, I don't like Vegas.
3: <laughs> well, who am I
2: going? My wife better want to go with out. that. We'll figure out a way. If you want to go, we'll figure out a way to get your tickets. I, I can get tickets. I can support that. I can, support that. All right. I can get going. behind that. We're going to love it. friends. I might know friends. a guy who knows a guy.
1: Who knows a, guy, who knows who knows a, a gal guy. who knows another guy. Who exactly. knows, yeah. Exactly. All right. Uh, coming up, this is an interesting weekend for one Lamar Jackson. He's a two-time MVP, yet somehow he's still a widely debated quarterback. I don't know how many two-time MVPs that are out there that are polarizing. It seems like if you've won two MVPs – and you play quarterback, it's pretty solid. It's pretty black and white as to whether or not you're great. You're great. Yet this guy, obviously, is polarizing. What happens if he wins this weekend? What happens if he loses this weekend? We'll get into that next. It's on Sportsmanlike, presented by Progressive Insurance on ESPN Radio. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any.
4: Must be 21-plus plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details.
0: This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio.
1: I'm with Freddie Coleman. There shouldn't be a debate. Lamar's a two-time MVP. Regardless of result this weekend, he's done his job. We're Unsportsmanlike on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance, alongside Michelle Smallman and Chris Canty. Evan Cohen with you I know that like they're both title games, and I know they're both going to be great. But like, mm-hmm. there's the Chiefs and the Ravens, and then there's the Niners and the Lions. Right? Are we in agreement on that? Mm-hmm. Like, one is the main course, the other one's the appetizer. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: Yeah, but when you have Lamar Jackson and Patrick Mahomes on the marquee, it's a little bit more exciting right. than That's Brock the Purdy the and course. Jared Goff. No disrespect, I'm excited for that game too. But these are two potentially all time greats. Yeah, it's, Lamar's the, I mean, trending it's the top. It's the
2: top two quarterbacks in the NFL. Yeah, exactly. Right? I mean, both of them have multiple MVPs. So that means both of them are going to be Hall of Famers. That's the one we want to see. Yes. Right? The other quarterbacks, it remains to be seen what they're going to become over the life of their careers. But the talent with Mahomes and Lamar is just, it's it's undeniable.
1: Mm-hmm. So I was thinking about this. Lamar still is polarizing, right? Are we in agreement on that? Yeah. Yes. We're also in agreement that he shouldn't be polarizing, right? Yes. Correct. Okay. So he is polarizing. We're acknowledging that. He's also playing... Let's say the second greatest quarterback we've seen over the last 30 years in the NFL. You
2: could say second greatest quarterback hard stop, and I think you have an argument
1: for that. So losing to that guy shouldn't be embarrassing in any way, shape, or form. And I understand what happened last week with Josh Allen. I get all of that. But now when we look at this, if Lamar wins, we're going to hype him up. If he loses, people are going to kill him on this and destroy him on this. So what's going to be greater, the praise he'll get or the hate he'll get?
3: I hate to say this, but I think it's going to be the hate because I look at Josh Allen as the reference point. Nobody said, wow, Josh Allen came so close to defeating Patrick Mahomes. And I know that they have had those, those back-and-forth playoff games, and this is the first meeting between Lamar and Mahomes, so it's a little different. But I don't think that the excuse of he's – one of the greatest to ever do this is built into this argument here. I think because Lamar is a two-time MVP, because Lamar is who he is and has the talent that he has, we're going to give him the Josh Allen treatment and say, "You're great. You should get to the Super Bowl. You're great. You should beat Patrick Mahomes." I think the hate will be greater than the love.
2: I, I think you're right, Smalls, and I hate. I hate that we're living in in that place Me because too. Lamar is just so good and he's so singular. But again, we were having the conversation before last weekend about which quarterback would you rather have, Lamar or Josh Allen. And there are people that are in this building, and I'm sure there are people out there that are fans of the NFL that would say they would take Josh Allen 10 times out of 10 over Lamar Jackson. And and Josh Allen doesn't have any MVPs, and Lamar is about to win his second one. Mm-hmm. So I think there there's that argument or there's that perception around Lamar that because of his style of play – it's not necessarily going to lead to the success, even though the success for the team, even though he's had the individual accolades. And so I guess if we're going to be critical of Josh Allen because he lost head-to-head to Mahomes, then we're going to be critical of Lamar doing it in the AFC Championship game when he's got the better team and he's favored to go to the Super Bowl and win the whole damn thing. Yes. So I guess you're right about that, but it just feels like it's so unfair and it's not apples to apples. With Josh Allen... That was his third postseason game against Patrick Mahomes, and he's 0 for 3, and he was the favorite in Buffalo. This is the first time that Lamar and Patrick Mahomes are locking up in the playoffs. And so if you just so happen to fall short to an all-time great head coach and a quarterback that we know is going to be wearing a gold jacket, I just don't think that it's fair to be critical of Lamar or his style of play because he doesn't get to the big game.
3: But you know what the argument's going to be. You have a super bowl winning head coach. You have the number one scoring defense in the NFL. You're a two time MVP. Why can't you get it done? They're going to look at what's surrounding him. And the fact that they have beaten good teams handily all season long and say, if you're supposed to be this guy that we are forecasting you to be, or that the praise that we're heaping on you, then you should be able to get to the Super Bowl.
2: There's no question about it in my mind. Just thinking about all the advantages that Baltimore should have in this matchup, they have the better of the two defenses. Uh, I mean, they're probably going to have the better offensive line if Joe Tooney, the, the, the Pro Bowl guard for the Chiefs, is going to be out of this game. I, I mean... <laughs> You, you you got an outstanding run game. You, you should be able, you, you you should be able to win this matchup. You're, again, there aren't any excuses as to why Lamar can't get this done. If for whatever reason he would to come up short, I think people are going to be critical of him. And that's why I think what it looks like also matters, how it plays out. Because if Steve Spagnola says we're going to force Lamar to beat us playing quarterback and not use his legs and not allow him to lean on a run game and and Lamar and Lamar comes up short doing that. That's the problem. That's going (laughs) to add fuel to the fire. The naysayers, the people that are absolutely critical of him. So I do think there's an element of this where the complexion of the game is going to factor into the overall perception of Lamar Jackson and whether or not we're going to assign a certain success level to him Similar to what we do with Josh Allen, even though Lamar from an individual standpoint standpoint is far more accomplished than Allen.
1: Okay, let's let's rewind some of the comments here because I think that those who are listening to us, who listen to us every day, first of all, thank you. Second of all, could say, Hey, wait a minute, you guys are being hypocritical as it relates to Josh Allen because you didn't act this way with Josh Allen. So let's let's address that, right? Because I think that's that's clearly out there. So Josh Allen lost to a Hall of Fame quarterback and a Hall of Fame coach, and we were all over the Bills, and we're not going to be all over as much the Ravens. Why? Why would that be the case? Because Lamar Jackson's won two MVPs. That's why. Now, that goes to where Smalls goes, which is, well, if you've won two MVPs, the expectation is to win, and I'm going to compliment you by expecting you to win, and thus if you fall short, that's where I'm going to be critical. That is a compliment as as it's done in that regard. Sign of respect. Sign of respect. Um, In addition... I'm very interested to know how we feel about this. If I said to the Buffalo Bills right now, one for one swap. You could trade Lamar for Josh Allen. Are you making that deal? Would the Buffalo Bills say yes? No, I don't think they would. Would the Baltimore Ravens say yes? No.
3: I don't think they would either, Yeah, I don't
1: think the Ravens would at all. Should the Buffalo Bills say yes?
2: Yeah, I think that's a conversation. But again... When you bring in a player like Lamar Jackson, it's going to change everything about how you do business. Personnel wise, coaching staff, even the culture within the building is going to be different. Lamar is just a different type of dude. Yeah. He's a different type of player, he's a different type of personality. I don't know that Buffalo is positioned to absorb that, which is why I don't think they would say yes.
1: Okay. And obviously that's a r- ridiculous, reckless hypothetical. But the point that I'm making is because we're always going to go back to comparing these two. Here's where I think they're exactly. Lamar, Lamar
2: is a better player. Like that, To me, that's, there's no comparison. Right. but Lamar where, is a better football player.
1: Here's where they that's are objective. similar to CeCe, to, in my opinion. And it's not about the two of them, but it's about how we all react. I think many people are waiting for Lamar to not win and fail this weekend. And I think many of us were waiting last weekend to prove the Josh Allen lovers wrong. And Josh Allen was very good last weekend, but not enough to get him over the hump. I personally will own it was better for me to see Patrick Mahomes win than it was for Josh Allen win because I did not understand the love that Josh Allen got in comparison to the love that Mahomes and Lamar, I don't think they get enough, to be honest with you. So yes, I was somebody, I can be the first to admit it, that was sitting there saying, hey, if they lose... It's better for what we do for a living. Yeah,
2: but here's the thing with Josh Allen. It's not as if he was the reason why they lost. That he he played not. well.
1: He was not the reason it's why. Just
2: he didn't give them – he, he didn't overcome the deficiencies that the team has, the injuries on the defensive side of the ball, not being able to stop Mahomes in the second. He didn't overcome the, the fake punt call. Like He didn't overcome all of those things when he had a chance to at the end of the game, less than three minutes to go, and the ball on the fringe of the red zone. Like, he didn't overcome it. The, the, the second and nine pass to Khalil Shakir, that came up short. The third down play. Like, he just didn't overcome those things. And that was a moment that when, when we talk about the great ones, they seem to be able to make the magic happen in that spot. We've seen it from Mahomes, right? And, and that's the thing. That's the thing that makes Patrick Mahomes great. With Lamar Jackson in the comparison to Josh Allen, he has the MVPs. So that's the part that separates
1: Lamar from Josh Allen. So I think the Josh Allen debate, in a way, was a little bit as, as unhealthy as it may have felt at times during the course of the last week. is actually healthier than Lamar one. Because if you just think about the two shows back-to-back, our show and Greeny and Hembo, next, right? Those two guys were rooting all in for Josh Allen to win because it would crown them in what they've been saying. See, he is on that level. We were saying, hey, we don't think he is. So, okay, whatever it is. Josh Allen does not have the top line of the resume. We always bring that up—the the MVP or the Super Bowl. In this case, with Lamar, when people are rooting against him, he's got the top line. He's got two of them. He's got two of the top line things. Like, what are we? What are we hating on here? Right? What are we hating on the hate? Like, I don't. I, the hate. The it, lo- It's
2: holding on to. What did I the, just say? <laughs> it's holding on to the 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 preconceived notions that we have about a style of play with that particular player. We That's want, it.
3: We want confirmation bias on whichever side of the line we're on.
0: We're Unsportsmanlike. Hate, love, I don't know what I said on ESPN <laughs> Radio. Thanks for listening to the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. You can listen to Unsportsmanlike live weekdays from 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch on ESPN2 and on ESPNU. Unsportsmanlike with Evan Canty and Michelle.